You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. this segment of soul silence and sound this is Suzanne Toro and this is brought to you by be simply I want to thank you for listening in and taking this opportunity to connect with your inner landscape and a little silence and sound today we're gonna dive into a Dharma talk around beyond enlightenment and this theme Uh, crossed my path several times this week and I thought it would be good to talk about this uh, with the sentiment that one can grasp even in spiritual practice for something as if there's an end point and in reality if we in reality in non-reality in non-duality your energy source that is your soul that oscillating essence is eternal meaning that it continues to move on and so this topic touched me in several different ways one uh, from a couple individuals perceiving my words in a way that i did not intend or mean them and then a friend reflecting back, you know, on this topic, uh, spontaneously on his own accord, uh, of, you know, if one is grasping for enlightenment, that's grasping. And also having, uh, a student question about, you know, the beyond of enlightenment and so forth. So I thought it was probably an important topic to cover. And honestly, in reflection, I'm sure potentially in other lifetimes, maybe I grasped at that, but I don't remember grasping for that in spiritual practice. And whatever your faith is, even uh, if it's an external faith, meaning one where your uh, guide is something external and then the result is the kingdom in heaven versus internal where that uh, place would be quote-unquote nirvana or enlightenment uh, and then there's something beyond that so you know as a faith-based practice and a spiritual practice even a scientific one there's not a lot of conversation about the beyond except in uh, the heart sutra and the one interesting thing if you are grasping at enlightenment or speak as though you are uh that probably is a sign that you're not (laughs) in addition uh enlightenment really from my vantage is is not uh the focus at all And in Buddhist practices, the focus is for the benefit of all. And in indigenous practices, it's for the benefit of all. So to have an absolute that 
you would reach the state and then be beyond it all uh, isn't one that I really even focus on uh, because this beautiful thing happens when you are in practice not for the self, the ego, you realize that every moment your practice is for the benefit of all, that you refine your presence as you show up anywhere in the universe as an oscillating force so that it can benefit to the best of your knowledge and to the best of your ability in that moment for all. And so even if you have an external faith-based system, there's usually this word called service integrated into that, where the congregation, the community is in service. They might go on missions. They might volunteer within their organization. They might uh, be of service in their community. Right now, crossing my mind, as I've mentioned it before, a Sikh community at the beginning of 2020 brouhaha they went out and made meals for others and helped in that way so the reason one might want to re-examine their relationship to what they're questing for so some people are questing for uh, understanding the universe which is so vast and if you take just a moment to create just a pr simple proportion for yourself from the size of the sun to uh, going to the proportion of the size of the earth to the size of you and then the size of the universe. And again, this can be all relative. It just gives you a proportion because it would be hard to measure these things exactly but we have these proportions when you start to look at the proportions you will see that our oscillating force is perceptually very very teeny yet it has such command over our surroundings that we're in and what i have seen for myself and i know is that if i choose to practice and refine the way that I show up in the present moment and in the future, meaning that my efforts are for the future, not just for myself, but for all. That adjustment impacts this vast expanse of consciousness, this vast expand of universe in ways that we can't even imagine or measure. So, when one continues to refine their awareness in their current state of being, they retain that into the future. So no matter what you have your future story being, you will retain that the more awareness that you bring to it. And your practice will actually deepen because even some of the concepts I've already touched on here as you contemplate them, not like overtly, like obtusely, but uh, more in repose with yourself, they will reveal themselves to you and you'll start to connect dots. Even in the concept of cause and effect, AKA karma, you'll start to see that which you're receiving, the benefit or the withdrawal, the deposit or the withdrawal is ripening 
you'll see where it comes from, the quieter that you get. And so what happens in, in this process is that the reactivity isn't so much to instinctually in the moment, it's a more uh, subtle uh, reflective repose and then an awareness how to keep moving forward in that moment and in the next. Now, all kinds of things happen at these simple crossroads and these overt crossroads, uh, subtle crossroads that uh, give us a sense of where we're at, that gives us a sense of how we are able to show up within our spiritual practice, within our practice called life. And there's not really a need for judgment or projection on one another. It's really for myself and what I would encourage anyone listening right now is, is a reminder to remind yourself that everyone is working at their capacity, at their karmic cycle. If we acknowledge that each and every one of us is doing the very best that we can within our present life capacity, the karma in which we will uh, ripen, uh, benefit from that we've left before here, and also the pathways that we're laying for the future. And so in that there's a lot to recognize and it's hard you know i have this conversation a lot with clients because there's uh wanting you know that eye for an eye or to pass judgment point fingers project on one another yet the sacredness of this practice even you just showing up and listening to these talks and taking some time to be in silence and prayer and then receive is very profound and is just such a gift that you are giving to yourself. And so if you think of the world in this way that each and every person that crosses your path, one has something to exchange with you. It might be a simple hello. It might be a huge reconciliation of something that happened between your souls long before here and that there's literally layers upon layers of things that we are unraveling and then tying up new knots and so the process of having a practice nourishing the soul is just that it's some, not something that we reach a final point and then get to stop uh, because there's always new bodies of information internally and externally. So if inspired, I welcome you to deepen your observation and your, and observe where you're at within your practice. And what this will mean is that you will start to see where you grasp. This is the simple thing, where you grasp, whether it's at enlightenment, whether it's uh, at a ho-ho, whether it's at uh, a person, a relationship, you will notice that grasping. And these practices, really, if they're 
uh, were a goal is to empty the mind so that that soul can be ever present to what's available to them in each moment. And as that awareness rises up, then guess what we're able to do? Either in the most immediate moment, we're able to share grace with that which we're interacting with, or we're able to see where we're at and notice where maybe we are ready to refine, reapproach. There's so many different ways and it's so vast. There's not just one way of handling things. So with you in this moment, there's this opportunity for you just to start to observe and within even your weekly or daily practices, notice how it benefits you and your life around. And so if you continue to approach that way, you'll see this really uh, beautiful blossoming of that lotus, that metaphorical lotus flower on the crown of your head. Uh, and this can wax and wane, you know, depending on what you're destined to cross in your life, meaning cross through thresholds, you will wax and wane with your practice. Just like we're experiencing right now on planet Earth, humanity has a very different perspective of what is just in the perceptual 3D reality. In, in addition, they have uh, different awarenesses. All of humanity has different awarenesses about their spiritual practice or their process of communing with self and others. So I love the irony. Uh, <laughs> right now, I have a beautiful addition to my family uh, puppy and uh, he is playing and his name is River. And so even in this moment, there's a new element uh, in my life as I'm broadcasting. So it allows it to stay real in this moment. And then a choice of where my attention uh, needs to be and wants to be. And sometimes as our attention can move very similar to a thought, a uh, thought can come in, redirects our attention someplace else. Someone shares something and it redirects our emotional center someplace else. All of these, all of these moments are our opportunity to practice. And so if we let go of the grasping, which can be at all those things I mentioned, then we start to go to deeper depths within ourselves. And if you're, you know, studying a Bible or studying uh, Vedic scriptures or Buddhist scriptures or Taoist scriptures, even if you're studying those, they will have a certain meaning. But then once you place that, set it aside and just go into the silence or go into the prayer, you'll realize that they start to open. They awaken within you and then you're in dynamic flow with those energies and those teachings and they open up and that's the beautiful aspect when at least in the east they call something a secret teaching it's available for everyone it's where the individual is karmically and when they need it and oftentimes need it again that 
they will see how it ripens and opens and oftentimes that'll open very spontaneously maybe their their birth destiny was something and then a series of events when they're a certain age will occur and it'll open up and then it'll be so familiar and the student will pick up where they left off and so once we let go of that grasping as if we're getting to a destination, this happens a lot in relationship. People grasp for that relationship as if it's a final destination. And when it's actually not, and some of the best part of that journey is to the relationship and then savoring the relationship. Yet people have imposed all these other uh, micro grasps in between you know, this longing, this suffering. So the same as the, can be the same with the act of perceiving if I do X, Y, and Z, then I'm free. I guess that's why people would want moksha, liberation, end up in the kingdom of heaven, nirvana. Yet I encourage you to contemplate what that means when one moves beyond, what will that mean? Because that contemplation, just like the contemplation of, of death, is what is beyond that gateway. And how will you choose to show up in those gateways? How will you choose to even be in your next if you can retain and have awareness early on in your next life, no matter what form it is, so that you can continue to practice? And so... I'm gently leading up to sharing that, hmm, you know, what is beyond enlightenment? Nothing. There's the opportunity to keep doing what you were doing in a plight to make it to that mile marker. Yet you keep going. You keep evolving. So it's a choice in every moment. How do you want to show up for yourself? How do you want to show up for all? And that's the, I would say, one of the distinctions. If a student was grasping at enlightenment, feeling that they would get out of uh, the mundane card and get to be in that nirvana state or the kingdom of heaven state, uh, would they be satisfied? Would they whoever that is, yearn for what you're trying to escape now. It becomes this wheel. Or would they have the awareness of how they could serve those who are still in the samsara, the wheel of suffering? So upon each and every generation, uh, billions and billions of years, uh, this this dance keeps going. And so I share that not to exhaust you, to inspire you to say like, wow, is it possible that I can stay where I want to be, wherever you are in this moment with your spiritual practice? Can I retain that? And can I deepen it? Can I gather some additional awarenesses that I can bring with me into the next, wherever that might be? And if you study uh, certain sutras, you will realize that that going beyond uh, leads you back to here 
yet in a place of service where one is not accumulating any more debt yet we can't accept that role it is earned we can't say oh i'm beyond everything's fine with me i'm not causing uh this issue so <laughs> we have play going on here uh, i'm not going to participate in the cause and the effect so if you so do choose i encourage you one to evaluate where you're at Number two, on a daily practice, observe where you're at. See where you're ready to uh, refine, to create space, create a pause, and see where you're reactive internally. And then see how or if you are to make adjustments in the external world. Meaning, are there things to address or things to do to assist you in your external world? So with that being said, what we're going to do right now is we're going to lead into the silent meditation. I'm going to welcome you to rise up into that seated position and welcome you to move beyond with yourself. Welcome you to open yourself to seeing what's beyond any grasping that exists in your life, whether it's enlightenment, whether it's to move beyond the perception of the reality that you're in, whatever it might be. And so I welcome you in this moment to take a nice, soft, gentle breath in And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Taking another deep breath in. and out good and gently from there continue to breathe in and out
So just gently, I welcome you to just bring yourself into Shavasana, reclining completely flat on the floor or bed or sofa, and just lay with your back to that surface, palms face up, and then continue to follow your breath and receive.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your heart center. Gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. As you continue to breathe in and out. Welcoming you to just take a moment to feel into your heart center and then taking another deep breath in. And out. Again, inhale and exhale. And as you continue following that breath, I welcome you to also take a moment just to be in gratitude of self and others and even send some gratitude out beyond here to a person, people, and or place that you feel it would be welcomed. And then gently from there, I welcome you to just feel into the opportunity to observe self, especially in your practices. And that's why we call it a practice. And it assists us in 
deepening our understanding of what is. In addition, it helps us deepen our understanding of what this is all about. And as you accumulate your efforts, meaning the cause and effect, and you pave your way into the future, you have a choice. We all have this choice in every moment. Do we want to take actions that are for the benefit of all to the best of our capability and our capacity? Or do we want to do the reverse? Now, it doesn't mean that we will succeed at that plate. Yet, when we have that sentiment or seed foundation, then it will build from there. And we also will learn that it's much simpler to move through life in that effort, meaning the inner part of your landscape and your soul begin to help guide you within your ethics and within your expression, your divine expression in each and every moment. And even if we stumble in that process, meaning that, you know, we stick our foot in our mouth or an action that we were taking goes the other direction uh, that we didn't anticipate, or we choose to take an action that actually is not of benefit, yet we may know that but can't hold back. And within each and every one of their, those situations, there's something powerful to observe. So as you move into the next, I really encourage you just to be in that constant state of observation, awareness, not judgment, just awareness of observing where you're at and noticing where you're at and take those, those moments of repose for yourself, whether it's at the end of the day, during, throughout during the day and so forth, because that will give you just so much information to build upon. Simultaneously, you'll start to see the roots to some of these teachings where you'll be like, ah, you'll have ahas. And typically those ahas are ones that really can't be verbalized. And I know for me and my own personal journey in this lifetime and others, there are many moments that are unexplainable. And oftentimes, if I try to explain them, I realize that they're not going to meet another person the same way. Because when you have a moment that's the unseen to the seen world simultaneously, it's this beautiful, miraculous state of wonderment. And it's so unique and it's filled with so many different facets that it's best just kept for yourself. Because that will continue to blossom. It will continue to blossom. And what I'm called to close out on is that, you know, in uh, any faith or spiritual practice or indigenous practice, there's an understanding that 
when we do this inter introspection, we will naturally refine. And that's where the pebble in the water happens. That's where the ripple happens. And it's amazing to me because nature can reflect to you what's needed, where, where your blind spot is. Also in many theological faiths, those energies, whether it's God, whether it's your Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, whether it's a deity within the Eastern practices, whether it's the divine within you reflecting to you, those moments are showing you something that's ready to be refined or examined. And so we don't need to worry so much about this word called enlightenment or grasping for it. If we have a, a seated practice, meaning that it's rooted and we show up for it daily, you will be led. And those that are destined to guide you will show up. Those that are to help you along or uh, poke at you will show up to help you transform and grow. And in this divine dance, this Leela, we have such a beautiful opportunity to serve one another. So what's beyond enlightenment? Service. And that service continues on in many places in the universe. So as we sign out, I want to give special thanks once again to Random Rab, to Dante Marino and Kadri Scott. And as you continue on, I welcome you to stay a little bit longer and connect to one of her new songs. And soon to be, she'll have a new album out uh, in a couple weeks. So until next time, this is Suzanne Toro, Toro signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a gentle smile, deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Mm-hmm.